Brian Murphy, WRL.com, WRLSportsFan.com, investigative reporter. All right, Brian, what's going on, man? <laughs> Just another busy day on the sports wagering beat here. So where are we for – I'm going to need for you to go full Reddit, explain like I'm five <laughs> as to what's happened the last two days and what's going to happen next with the sports wagering bill. Sure. The, it's, it's gotten through three committees in the last two days uh, without any changes at all. Uh, if you remember last year, it was getting modified in committees all the time. You know, people that were hostile to sports gambling were able to get amendments put in there. Uh, that has not happened this time. The mm-hmm. supporters have a, a solidified uh, voting block, and they've been able to get it through three committees already. Uh, that tees it up for the Rules Committee, which is the last stop before the full house next week. So it, on Tuesday, there'll be a vote in the full house on this. And uh, my understanding is they have the votes locked down on it. To be clear here, Brian, you, nothing's been excluded on this. There's no college sports taken out of this. There's no loop-de-loops and Dixie Carters and all these other things <laughs> that we ran into last year. Right. Last year, they were able to strip both Olympic sports and college sports out of the bill before it got voted on by the full house. This year, all that's in. The only thing that's been taken out is Greyhound racing. You you won't be able to bet on on the Greyhounds. Well, as long as another pandemic doesn't hit us, I'll I'll have bigger (laughs) problems than Greyhound racing. I was going to say, we don't even have Greyhound racing in the... I can uh, still get Highline, though, right? I'm assuming Highline no. will still will still be available. Joe, you don't. I've, I've you never don't, I've no, never placed you, a highlight bet. You don't. Before. You don't want to place a highlight bet unless you know somebody. <laughs> yeah, because Trust that's me. how highlight highlight works. It's all fixed. <laughs> anyway, uh, Brian Murphy, WRL.com, joining us here on the OG. All right, so to those amendments that failed, I, I saw based on your tweets that the same representatives were bringing up the same things again. Like, all right, we don't want college, but then that amendment failed. All right, well, what about this? Like, you can't use your credit card. Well, that failed, too. It almost seems like it was a replay of last year where they were trying to strip things out, but it didn't work out that way. Why am I seeing more green on the board at the NCGA than I did last year? Why were the same concerns from last year not applicable this year? Well, you guys, you know, you guys talked to Governor Cooper, and he said, "Hey, the guys, the, the, the people that are running this bill did a better job. They they locked down their support mm-hmm. um, in in a way that I don't think they did last year. Uh, last year, a lot was left to chance. I think um, the fact that it happened so late in the session, there were a lot of people missing, mm-hmm. including Representative Zach Hawkins, who who's played a, a big role in getting this done. Um, I just don't think they, you know, the uh, the people pushing for this bill had had." you know, crossed all the I's and dotted all, or crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's. Um, and, and we're trying to get it through. I think the the professional sports teams, the supporters, the, the lobbyists on behalf of, of the gambling operators, they've all done the job this time. The Philip Isley, the chairman of the Centennial uh, Authority was at one of these committee hearings or both of them today. Uh, Don Waddell was there. The Hurricanes general counsel, Nigel Wheeler, was there. Uh, there was a representative from the big Fanatics. winners here, Murph. The yeah, big winners the big here. Yeah, yeah. The representative from Fanatics, uh, representative from MGM Resorts, uh, all testified before the committee. The last two testified before the committee. So uh, they brought out all the big guns. Uh, obviously, a lot of... Um, a lot of lawmakers came and said hello to Don Waddell after it was done. Uh, talked about the hurricanes. I overheard some of those conversations. Oh, so. oh, did anybody ask him why they didn't make a big move at the trade deadline? 
I don't think so. Most of it was about uh, how they would see them see him in the suite. I think in, in the next ah, few games. I see. I see. <laughs> Lobbying essentially is what you're saying. Yeah, was happening. Well, we're joking right now, but I think that would be one of the primary drivers here: the Hurricanes, David Tepper, mm-hmm. NASCAR officials. You know, once they stand, once they stood to make money off of this, that's now you're starting a little bit more of a trickle down and a, and a, a localized trickle down, if you will, economically than if DraftKings, who, who will run it, keep in mind. But having the license, Murph, is really the is the keeper of, of the crypt here. Yeah, and as I reported, you know, in the last couple of months, the the teams really wanted those licenses. That's not how this bill is written. The the big operators will be able to get their license and then partner with the sports yeah. teams. Um, the sports teams will not hold the licenses, but there will be these these lounges at at Bank of America Stadium and and at PNC Arena. Um, I, you know, th- there's been some talk about maybe limiting the hours that some of them are open, particularly around NC State basketball games. Um, Part, the part I just don't understand is that is it, maybe it hasn't made it through to all members. This is going to be on your phone, whether you're <laughs> right. in the sports lounge or not. Yeah. You can pull up your phone just... uh, at, no matter if the lounge is open or not open and, and yeah. place the bet. Yeah. I mean, opponents have made, I you know, excuse a bit of editorializing, but I, I think the opponents have made really good arguments. Um, they have gone nowhere. Uh, the, you know, the arguments about what, you know, how much money North Carolinians stand to lose uh, to these gambling sites. Mm-hmm. Um, arguments about, you know, the, the social costs, arguments about, you know, the advertising that's going to be uh, on everybody's smartphone and, and television. Uh, they've made a lot of points, but but they've gone nowhere. And and even the, some of the opposition started to concede today that that the, the proponents of the bill have gotten this kind of buttoned up and, and ready for ready for action. Brian Murphy, WRAL, joining us here on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias. The mobile sports wagering bill is going through its various committees. Uh, at some point, uh, it'll go in front of the actual House for a vote. That's expected to take place next week. So I, I kind of remember my schoolhouse rocks. <laughs> uh, but I don't know if that's applied specifically to state governments. But what happens next? Yeah, if it, if it passes the House, which, again, I expect more than 50 House members are sponsors of this bill, then we'd repeat the process in the Senate. Uh, so it would have to go through a bunch of Senate committees and then be voted on by the full Senate. If you remember, the Senate approved a very similar bill in 2021. Uh, that's the same bill that eventually made it to the House in 2022 and, and lost by a single vote. So they've got to start the process all over again. The Senate said, hey, House, you get you get it done first, and then we'll consider it. Um, I would suspect that it will have uh, the similar glide path in the Senate, and then obviously it would get sent to Governor Cooper for his signature. He has indicated that he would sign this bill. A couple of tweaks that have been made to this bill, and, and this is important, I think. Uh, it will not start on January 1st. Uh, they're going to push that back a week, so it will probably be January 8th, uh, which means you'll miss the college football playoff semifinals on January 1st. And then secondly, they've added three more schools to the athletic departments that are going to get at least $300,000 a year from the tax revenue on this. Uh, Basically, if you're a UNC system school and you don't sponsor FBS football, you're getting $300,000. Okay. All right. What, what, what do I get? Oh, I get advertising dollars. That's what I get. So that's all. And a distracted (sighs) co-host. Don't remind me. (laughs) <laughs> as if he's isn't as he as if he isn't already distracted. Now you can just literally do it from his phone and your Excel spreadsheet. I tell you, useless. the cottage industry that's going to pop up from this is the is the tax people. 
Oh, what? How to handle taxes from winnings? Or losings. Yeah, you get to claim point. those, you know. Fair point. You can well, write those off. I, I think you can. <laughs> a word? I, it's a thing. Oh. You, well, you better lose big. You probably I don't mean, want that. I don't... <laughs> Well, that's Murph's next story, though. Well, uh, I just got it for you. <laughs> you know, Governor Cooper estimated this bill would bring in twenty-five million dollars in the first six months, and then and then sixty million dollars in the next twelve months. Yeah. Um, the estimate from the legislature is much much lower. It's three million dollars in the first six months, and twenty-two million uh, in the next twelve after that. Yeah. Well, I suspect that number will be somewhere in between those if you, if you base it on like what Virginia did. The real the real trick is going to be, and we'll close on this. The real trick on this is what's going to happen after. 24 months what's going to happen after two years of uh, having legalized sports wagering in the state because everything that i've read uh, about this and other markets because it's important to us as a radio station okay like uh, while i'm not mr gambling man over here i understand that it means money for the radio station because they're going to blanket the market with all the uh, the sports books that are trying to do customer acquisition but there's been a pullback on spending because they realize there is a threshold at which you're not getting any more customers. There's the initial like, oh, okay, cool. I'll try it a few times, and then I'm going to move on with my life. It's just not something I'm going to do on a consistent basis. And they're going to have their customers, and that's going to be the end of it. So there is a there is a, a, a limit to how much money's really going to come in, but I always make the arguments, why would you leave money on the table for other states? Money so is money. Money is money at the end of the day. Well, a couple things on that. The promotions and deduct uh, the promotions and bonuses that they use to lure new customers are unlimited. They can claim deductions, unlimited deductions in the first year on that. Right. Um, after that, it gets phased out by January 2027. And the last point, I've had a lot of people over at the legislature, both opponents and, crit- and proponents of this, tell me the ultimate goal is eye gaming where you can basically play casino games on your phone for real money, roulette, poker, okay. blackjack, that, that sports gambling is, is a way into I, that. I actually and have we've a, seen that in New Jersey. I actually have a bigger problem with that yeah. than I do sports wagering. That's, sports, that, that to I me. I wouldn't trust that. You talk about not trusting <laughs> yeah, yeah. the highlight. No, yeah, sir. No, sir. I got no time for that. <laughs> no, no, no. You want to talk about what's exploitative. <laughs> that, to me, is exploitative. Sports wagering, I've always maintained, there's a level of research and skill that is required to be good at it. And even if you do all that work, sometimes you end up like Julio. All right, Brian Murphy, WRAL. We'll talk to you later, man. Thanks, guys.